Good morning, good morning, good morning, and good morning, Woke Wasted. Brother, it's a crazy spiritual morning. We have crazy spiritual stories, don't we? Oh, baby, don't we? <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby, you got what I need. And it's spiritual stories. That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> oh, baby, you got spiritual stories. Ooh. I don't know. You say, have, I'm just a guide. And you said, I'm just a guide. Oh, baby, baby you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh <my>. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, dude, we've been, we've been really, like we said, riding the spiritual energies this week. I was, it's 9.50 right now. We were trying to go for like between 9, 9.30 today. And uh, I just texted you last night, like 2.15 in the morning. And was like, dude, it's going to have to be a 9.30 podcast. Um the spiritual energies are keeping me up right now. I was like legit trying to go to bed so hard and I just felt so hype. I was like, I feel like I'm going to run a marathon right now. <laughs> well, you ran a spiritual marathon last night, basically. I feel, feel so, like I have. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. So <laughs> energy's thick and the body's physical energy right now is feeling thick. Thick so, for sure, dude. Yeah. Like my my body's days. spiritual energy feels like crunchy peanut butter right now. <laughs> <laughs> Or like Nutella. I will go Nutella. Oh, I wonder. I wish they made crunchy Nutella. That would be. I, I was thinking like that. that with hazelnuts in it, like whole yeah, hazelnuts with like chunks. Yeah. Oh. You think it would be like Maybe. Nutella would do it, or do you think it would be like a bougie like hazelnut bread where it's like totally bougie? Buy it oh, at like yeah. Whole Foods or like Rocher. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Actually, if Skippy was smart, they would do that and do like crunchy hazelnut bread. Damn. Why are we even in the spiritual game? Why? Why aren't we in the peanut butter game? I mean, I'm down. Let's do it. Guys, we have a new product releasing soon. (laughs) We call it Spiritual Crunchy Munch. You guys are here for it. It's called Hazel D's Nuts. And so it's uh, it'll be on the market whenever we learn how to do this kind of shit. And then the left nut is a picture of you and the right nut is a picture of me. Yeah. (laughs) And then we'll be looking at each other. (laughs) Just gently, like softly gazing upward with a soft Mm -hmm. smile. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So spiritual crunch and much. What's been going on for you, brother? Yeah, dude. So I've been like I was telling you a little bit before this, I've been going through a lot of a lot of things and it all kind of started. Actually, I don't even really know where it started. It started probably over the weekend, but coming back from three lives trip, ago is when it started. Many lives ago. Yeah. <laughs> I I came back from a trip and I started to have um an experience like upon waking where I didn't know when it was, what day it was, why my alarm was going off, where I was, anything like that. Basically, all I knew was like who I was at essence. And this has happened a few other times in my life. And every time it's usually because I'm like off in the higher planes, like skippity doo dying around, doing doing fun shit. Eating spiritual Nutella. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I had a friend kind of like tell me that I was going through a spiritual expansion. And I was like, oh, this makes sense because this happened. Um, and from that day forward this week, it's basically just been kind of like, multiple things a day, one after another, where it's like, this is crazy, like synchronicities. Um, so there was a story I was telling you, I'll tell our, uh, I'll tell our audience right now. Um, yesterday I was going to pick up, I was going to go pick up dry cleaning, just like super boring shit. And I was on my way to one of my favorite coffee shops in this spot that I was at. And in between where I was parked and the coffee shop is like this little used bookstore that I used to go into every, every now and then. And outside they have this little rack of like $1 books that are like, you know, older that we're having trouble selling or whatever. So I round the corner and I see one book on this rack. Like it just sticks out to me as if 
you know, God's putting a spotlight on it. I'm like, Oh, I need to go look at that book right now. Um, maybe it's something, maybe it's not, but I feel like spirits trying to guide me over to it. So I walk over and I pull the book off the shelf and it is, this book is like really pertinent to something that's going on in one of my friend's lives and something that like I'm trying, me and another friend are trying to help her with. And I was like, Oh, like I need to get her this book. Like this is definitely for her. So I go in, it's like a dollar book. I buy it, I come out. And then I'm like sitting in the coffee shop. I'm waiting for my order to come up. And I have, I remember something that happened two days ago. I was about to go over to her house. I've been watching uh, my friend's kids this week. So I'm going to go over there to take care of them. And I'm like about to walk out the door and I just get this drop, like you're supposed to bring her a book. And I was like, okay. And I like turn around and I like walk to my, my bookshelf in my bedroom and I'm like, okay, is it on, is the book on this shelf? No. Is it on this shelf? No. And I go through like every shelf that has books. I go through like a big box that I have that has books, like all fiction books. And uh, my guides are like, no, 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 no. And so I'm like, okay, is, is it even on this bookshelf? And they were like, it's on a bookshelf. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever that means. I'm just going to drop this for now. Cause I, I'm clearly not getting the right information. And then two days later, this thing happened where I'm like walking down the street randomly and find the book. And they were just like, ah, what do, what do we tell you? Huh? <laughs> Synchronicity? <laughs> spirit? Yeah. 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 Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Spirit. 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 Mine. My, my book. You know, I spirit. genuinely think that like, um, some guides, like if they haven't incarnated, like, like really frequently, you know, if they're getting to a stage where they're not like incarnating as much that their, uh, understanding of earth time gets a little like fuzzy at a certain point. And so like, you know, maybe to them, they thought that they were telling me like at the right time. And it happened to be like two days early because for them, maybe that's the like, time that's, off. that feels like 30 seconds or whatever, you yeah. know, because they're in energetic time versus like physical earth plane time. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever, you know, you're in like soul growth progress versus like actual time. And so like, it would be like, if you told somebody like, oh, like the, you know, whatever's going to, whatever's in the oven's going to be done in 30 seconds. And then they walked and they like looked at it like, you just put this in. <laughs> that's basically yeah. kind of how it felt. I think that's actually a really interesting thing to be able to clear, to help people understand too. Cause when we think about guys, you think of like these beings that are just beyond us and they're light beings and da, 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 da. Whereas a lot of times our guides, you know, can just be incarnations. People that have been with us can be many, many things, right? Mm-hmm. So they can be people that have been informed that have been with you or been in other lives. And then now they're just back in their light being form and watching mm-hmm. over. Yeah. I mean, so, so the way that I think about it, uh, like I'm, I personally make a distinction between guides and angels, mm-hmm. um, for all intents and purposes on earth. Like it doesn't really matter that much, but like, you know, in reality they are different. Um, I think of guides often, and I know this is not always the case, but like most of the time guide beings that you have are uh, beings who have incarnated usually on either the planet that you've inc- that you incarnate on most or on very similar planets. Um, and I would say most of the time it's the one that you're on. They're almost more like a mentor that have been there before walking you through it. Exactly. Cause if you think about it, like angels and, and, uh, discarnate guides who have never incarnated, like they have beautiful, amazing wisdom because they have access to like very high realms of knowledge, but they haven't been on earth. Right. And it's like, if you were to learn, I don't know, whatever golfing or knitting or like baking or something like that from somebody who had never done it before, but had read all the books on it. Like they would give you all the right information, but they wouldn't know exactly how to do it. Like, oh yeah, I remember the first time I burned myself pulling a pan out of the oven, like, 
you know, it's painful. Like I get it. Right. Like they have been there. They know what heartbreak is. They know the pains of the physical body. They know like what it means to lose a loved one. They know what it means to like taste the rain on your lips as like you stand out in a storm and like have this ecstatic experience. Um, they know how to do all that. And so the, it's very relatable. And the thing is like, as we age, quote unquote, as souls, I mean, we're eternal, but like, right. as we age in terms of our like incarnated experience, um, we take less incarnations. Uh, we don't need as many incarnations. We, we are able to pick up more from the experiences that we have on the planet. And so as you know, your guides are further ahead of you. So like the further along you are, you, you know, quote unquote, and I don't use this as a value statement, like at all, cause it's not, mm-hmm. but like, you know, the, you know, the closer you start to get to, you know, tapping out of in the incarnating experience, the farther your guides are along in that as well. Right. So your guides might be incarnating every like 2000 years or like whatever, yeah. every 1000 years. Um, and they're like, yeah, dude, the last time I was down there, like me and Jesus were like grabbing fish tacos. Um, <laughs> and you were like, well, <laughs> you know, cars exist now. And <laughs> oh, yeah, and, I forgot that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, the, the time gets a little fuzzy for them. Some of the, some of the granular things can get a little fuzzy at times. And what about like earth angels or when you have, like you meet someone and you just know like, oh, that was actually an angel, not necessarily a guide or whatever. Like it, the word <laughs> angel just comes through, or we've talked about um, John Mylan's daughter, right? Like mm-hmm. angelic being. Yeah. We, yeah. So you and I have talked about this a little bit. I was actually talking about it last night when I was having the same discussion. And basically I I say that like angelic beings are dis they're discarnate beings who exist in the angelic realms, which are a very high realm of knowledge and and love and wisdom. Uh, They can incarnate. They don't do it for their growth. Like, like you and I, and the people listening, we come to earth to develop the the nuance and complexity of our souls. And through that, we accrue karma that we, that we then learn through. And in the process of learn of, you know, build of like accruing and then burning through karma, we become even more knowledgeable, more wise, more complex, more open to love and compassion, uh, more able to pierce through the veil of spiritual wisdom. We gain, and we gain the power of our intent and all these different things, right? Uh, angelic beings already have that. <laughs> like when they come to the planet, they come specifically to help. In the same way that you might think of like a very, very high enlightened sage would come back to the planet for the sake of basically just anchoring this like really, really high vibe frequency on the planet. It's like that, except they've never had karma. They just come, they serve a handful of like very high vibrational purposes, and then they just bounce. Like mm-hmm. it could be somebody like, oh, like fuck, my baby fell onto a train track. And like, like for example, there was a story the other the other week where like a woman, a woman's baby or you know toddler was on the train tracks and she was blind and she couldn't like find the kid to like get him and someone came in and somebody sprinted up and threw them up right you know i don't know if that being was particularly angelic but like in situations like that you can have somebody like you know save your child from the train track or like save you from getting mugged or or you know assaulted on the street and then you look up the person and they've never actually existed like there's no record of them I was getting full body tingles as you were saying that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And so like, what really cool thing is before I, I've never thought about this specific topic before, but mm-hmm. I had the full awareness of it. And then you basically said that awareness right after Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, basically like angels or, you know, light beings that aren't really incarnate, mm-hmm. you, you know, on a deeper level of this is like physical human bodies can only handle so much energetic capacity. 
So an angel can't come into a human body for basically an entire lifetime. Like Mm -hmm. physical human bodies aren't able to handle that now. Like way, way, way back when we could, but that's because the world was at a different vibrational level. Now angels can come in for basically like a few years or a very brief moment in time to really perform a miracle. Yeah. essentially and you were talking about like way back in the day yeah like like, Lumerian, <laughs> like yeah Nancy and then because then there was a lot like at jesus's time like yeah. bodies could not handle that kind of stuff either mm-hmm. um david hawkins uh, who I've, <laughs> I've fellated many times on this podcast like <laughs> we'll just get him on one day how related his yeah, yeah <laughs> i wish i'll just channel something <laughs> like yeah so uh he you know he's written many books and he uh was one of the first people in like the 70s and the 80s to really use uh, kinesiology as a technique, you know, like muscle mm-hmm. testing, uh, to, to seek the truth and to do, use it as like a research method and they go through and they calibrate the levels of consciousness of all these different things, um, on a logarithmic scale of one to a thousand or zero to a thousand or something like that. And, you know, the highest like energy level that the human body can withstand, you know, that can hold would be a thousand, which is mm-hmm. like Jesus or Buddha, you know, like, um, like Gautama, the, you know, you know, that the first Buddha basically. Um, and angels, for example, are at like 50,000 and that's like a logarithmic scale. So like each point is an order of magnitude. Like each point is times 10 basically. So like, I I don't even, I don't don't even know. (laughs) I can't even fathom how many zeros that is between 1,000 and 50,000 on a logarithmic scale. Um, so yeah, for that, for that being to like come down to earth is like a humongous condensation of, of energy. And there is, is like one of the things I had thought about a long time ago when we first were going through like the crazy like explosion of all our gifts and everything. And I went mm-hmm. through an activation with Ra, right? The sun god. That's right. Yeah. And I realized like, oh, this is actually a part of me. And I can feel like I was that in a prior life at some point, one way or another. It was like, I, I, like, and I was trying to figure that out. And it basically what it came down to is like, yeah, I carry a fragment of raw energy and I wasn't raw and raw isn't me as like we are just he became me but as that energy source was no longer in physical isn't the right way to say it but i'll say physical form it basically Mm -hmm. broke off into different fragments and that's what people can carry and so that's why multiple people have these connections or like Mm -hmm. they say like since activation or embodiment of this energy more more than just like you know a channeled connection like you are that energy so people are christ consciousness people are raw energy are whatever this god is and that's mm-hmm. because you hold that actual fragment of that energy within your yeah, soul yeah you carry a piece of that energy with you mm-hmm. yeah so you were it as many others way. are because yeah. they, they hold that fragment too yeah in a way like so. if you if you like owned <laughs> like a timeshare or like a small piece mm-hmm. of a company or something like that that's you're like oh yeah i own this company right yeah, it's like, that's well, a great you know, way to you know, say like, it. You know, 0.5% of the company or something like that. You know, it's that kind of thing. Like whatever mm-hmm. small dose of energy that that being yeah. is willing to give you for. And that's because that's all we can handle at this point before. Oh, totally. Oh, just yeah. explode. Yeah, you would come <laughs> into body and be like a, bomb, a t- sun time bomb. Yeah. <laughs> just create a little supernova <laughs> on the planet. A little supernova, dude. Dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we got so far off track of the story, but that was really dope. I that really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so story part two. Exactly. Yeah, I have many. You, I have many stories. <laughs> um, so yesterday, I had another kind of crazy thing happen. Um, all right, how do I want to put this? How do I want to like what chronology do I want to use with this? Okay, so oh, I'll just do totally it this way. Awesome. 
Yeah, I uh, <laughs> thank you. I did I do this energy healing technique that uh, I discovered by doing an energy session on Neil. And, uh, you know, Neil, I can let you describe what it felt like for you when I did that energy healing on you the first time, um, or I can, I can hop in on it. It's up to you. I can't remember fully anymore, but what comes up is just, it's the density of it. It's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And it felt very dark isn't the right word, but the power and the gravity that you think of when you think of something like that with the word dark is what would come through, but it came through in a non-dark way. It was like very, very integrous. Yeah. yeah. It's just very direct and very, I'll say it's, it's intense. And there's yeah. a heaviness, not in a bad way, but in like a physical density of the energy that comes through and it's really physical and it works. You know, I can feel it working through my body and doing things and like picking at things. It's a really powerful and really cool energy. It was yeah. one of the trippiest energy sessions I've had. So <laughs> yeah, it's not like the light tingle that you feel like when yeah. you do Reiki or like kind of light energy technique. It's like very, very dense, very physical. Like I usually have people like if they mm -hmm. smoke, they're like coughing a lot or like, you know, yeah. whatever they can do. They, they usually feel things. Um, the way that you had described it right after the session was like, you closed your eyes and your third eye, you like saw me standing over you with like a ring light. Like I was in the OR and you felt like an incision on your abdomen. And then you like felt me like moving things around in your abdomen. That's what you had said to me at the time. Oh, that one. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, that yeah. particular session. So yeah. like super physical, super palpable. Um, and I've only done, I've only done these, these, energy sessions on like maybe four or five people. So it's mm -hmm. not something that I like to do that often. Um, so yesterday I'm, I'm on campus and I'm practicing medical and abdominal examination on a standardized patient. So just like, you know, you're feeling around, you have to like, it's called palpation. Like you have to feel around for like the liver and the spleen and the kidneys and just to make sure that like nothing's enlarged or anything mm -hmm. like that. Right. Try and catch disease processes early. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty gentle with patients. And like, I use techniques that like make things as unobtrusive as possible. You know, like, okay, if I'm going to palpate into your stomach, like take a deep breath. And then as you exhale, I'm going to push my hand in and I'm going to do it gently. Um, I'm not aggressive at all. And uh, I was, I was feeling for this guy's and the spleen is kind of up under the ribs on the left side. Um, and I, I went maybe, maybe like a centimeter up above, you know, up under his, his ribs, like mm -hmm. very, very, very small like level of penetration up under there. And, uh, he was like, you know, he like laid back onto his back and he was like kind of wiping his chest off. And I had just reapplied hand sanitizer. Cause I had to move my mask back up over my nose. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's like, are you in the splash zone? Like, did I get some hand sanitizer on you? And he's like, Oh no, you're fine. And then afterwards he was giving me feedback. He's like, yeah, you know, you didn't get any hand sanitizer on me. Like what I was doing is when you're feeling for my spleen, like it felt like you were rolling my lungs up and I was wiping my hands down and it felt like I was trying to like unroll my lungs. Um, like something was happening and I just got this immediate drop that was like, he's a smoker. You were, you know, we were doing energy work on his lungs and I was like, what, what the fuck? And I was like, you know, obviously taking that, that's, you know, quote unquote skeptical step back. Like, you know, it could be that I literally just pushed really hard on him. You know, I didn't feel that I was, but it could, it could just be a completely physical thing, but I'm pretty sure that spirit is telling me there's an energetic capacity work. to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, somebody went right after me 
and he was commenting on this person's technique and was like, you were pushing like very hard. It was very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And she did the same thing on the spleen that I did. And she was pushing really hard and he didn't say anything about the long thing. Right. I know I was pushing a lot softer than she was. So, um, you know, (laughs) just is what it is. It's cool though. And I think that's, that's one of the things that we'll find like people who, carry a lot of like especially energy workers like just carry a lot of energy it comes through in the different things that we do within our daily lives and like especially what we you know what your gift is what you bring to the world you mm-hmm. as physician so when you do that the energy will flow through you there's there's a level of it just being very intertwined that way like that's how that gift and energy is supposed to come through you mm-hmm. as well well and it will in other contexts as well but this is where it really becomes magical yeah it's pretty that's pretty cool i was telling one of our friends who's very new astrology uh, about this and she was talking about uh it's called chiron it's like Mm -hmm. it's like a particular point on the chart it's a meteor it represents healing um and mine is like in virgo which basically means like uh she she was telling me a bunch of different things about it but what, what really stood out to me was like energetic healing of the physical vessel especially in the abdomen is like what what like Chiron and Virgo means, um, and I was like, oh shit! And I had like the, the story. I th- remembered the story about like doing the healing, you know, yeah. quote unquote healing on you. And I was like, oh shit! Like the first time I did this, you were basically like very operating abdominal. on my <laughs> abdomen. Yeah, yeah. it was abdomen, great. Abdomen. abdomen, abdomen, abdomen. That's abdomen. How we're now. <laughs> Five minute delivery. Uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, and it's cool to see that all unfolding more and more into you. I think I'm really excited to see how this comes in as you more spend more time in the clinics and hospital, moving to residency. Like I, I'm just stoked for all the spiritual stories that are going to come through. No one else is going to understand, but ba- like you're basically going to just work miracles on people just yeah, I'm gonna be doing an assessment. <laughs> and is, and uh, they're going to be like, patients are going to be like, oh, that was really uncomfortable. Like you need to be like better at that kind of stuff. And my doctor, my, my preceptor is going to think that I'm like really rough on patients. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm being so gentle. <laughs> like, I didn't even touch, man. Brother, I'm blasting these fools with energy right now. I'm not trying. I'm going to have to actually touch my attendings and be like, this is the level of pressure that I'm putting on this person. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like, ah, you know, yeah. it's actually Ooh. thinking about this. Um, my Chinese medicine doc, whenever mm-hmm. she takes my pulse it gets so freaking achy and that's the energy that comes through her like it it nearly hurts sometimes and she's barely just pressing against feeling my pulse so it's it's that's really cool yeah 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 i'm getting like i'm hearing purifying your blood kind of thing Mm -hmm. so right the energy is doing things before we even are physically yeah i'm hearing it's almost like energetic dialysis in a way like you know in dialysis where you like pull the blood out it runs it through a machine it processes all the stuff that your kidneys would normally process if they weren't failing and then you push the blood back in um that's kind of what i'm getting like i'm seeing her finger on your radial pulse and like the energy's beaming into the blood and it's like spiritually cleansing it like a filter like the same way that you know dialysis would do you know it's really funny i didn't i didn't get a chance to tell you this yet i think but i ended up um, she had me do a reading for one of her patients in there and he's in like the doctors are considering putting on dialysis and both of us like the doctor and i were just like no he should not get it and i got in there and i could feel like no he's on upswing like he's about to have the best health of his life 
he doesn't need it. And everything that they've been doing in some of the prep work, like things have just been getting botched and like the testing hasn't been working and all these things. <laughs> and so you can like, see spirit aligning it, like don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And his health has been on upswing too. Like the numbers have been getting better as he's been working with her there. Mm-hmm. But on, you know, what I wanted to say too, for you, I just, we didn't get to talk about this, but I'm actually going to start working with some of her chronic, um, long-term patients who have long-term health issues yeah we knew it was coming after that first session i was like dude you're gonna work with her like (laughs) and she they finally asked so that is so sick dude that's cool that's that's really cool how does that feel to you like does it feel like like that directionality how does that feel you know it's it's interesting when i it's a different process working with people one-on-one in Mm -hmm. person like this and also as they're laying down with needles there's, there's with needles in them. Like it's, it's a very different feel than it is in a session on zoom. With people. Does the energy conduct better when you, when they have needles in them? Yeah. 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 And what she's been doing with me, actually, she's been placing needles to open up my spiritual channel. So sometimes Ooh. I'll go in there and she places needles to allow the flow in. And then I channel for her and we go through some stuff. What's the sickest that experience sucks. afterwards? Because my body reacts so much better to it. Like it's so much more receptive and the energy integrates better. Where I mm-hmm. come out, like I feel good energetically. Mm-hmm. In ways that I just don't in a normal in a normal session. So it's been fun. It's like biohacking, but like yeah. for, for spiritual, spiritual biohacking. Yes, yeah, it's spiritual hacking. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's so trip, basically dude. turning you into a lightning rod by like putting little metal, little yeah. metal rods in you. And her daughter is a wizard too. In another way, like mm-hmm. I, I think she's. If they say like there's like crystal, like a crystal child, I think that's her. I've never heard of that um, analogy actually. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard of like else, indigo so children and stuff it, like yeah. that, but so, something along those lines. Okay. <laughs> One of these next beings coming through. Okay. She's been placing needles since she was three years old on mom and she's been channeling since she was little. And like, she gets these, like mom be like, I have some knee pain and daughter just doesn't know what she's doing and places the needles in these new crazy directions and patterns. And all of a sudden, like everything's good. It's a trip. That's wild. That's like some super activated old wisdom, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. My, my friend's daughter is like, She's not like that. Like she's not, she's not like whatever that is. That's crazy. But she <laughs> yeah. is like incredibly wise. She's seven years old now, very recently turned seven. And the level of like emotional maturity on this kid is unbelievable. Like I went over to their house one time and she was like, do you want to see my doll? Like my dollhouse? And I was like, yeah, of course, baby. Like, let's go like look at it. And she's showing me like you know, all these different dolls. She's telling me the story of them all and like, you know, what the whole setup is. And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm like asking her questions and then, you know, it kind of gets quiet and I'm like playing with one of her dolls for like two or three minutes. And I'm thinking like, okay, like I should go play with her son. Cause like, he's going to feel like neglected if I don't go out there soon. And she goes like, you know, you don't have to like stay here if you don't want. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, I've never heard like a six or a seven year old, like, you know, think, right. think like that. Right. Like be that kind of like selfless. And, uh, she's like very on top of like taking care of her brother, you know, like probably more than she should. But like, if he's going through anything, she'll like stop and be like, Robert, like, this is why you have to do this. You know, this is like, this is the whole point. Like you have to try like, you know, that kind of stuff. And she's like, very, she's an old, old soul. Yeah. And like, you know, her mom, when, you know, when we're getting really stressed with school and like her mom cries or whatever, she's like, mommy, it's okay to be sad. Like, it's okay to be stressed. I'm like, so, dude, this kid is like, you want to know why though? On another level, mm. she's the original parent in this, in this family dynamic. Yeah. I had the, yeah. I had the same drop. Yeah. Absolutely. she's like the one that's been caretaking for all of them for a long time. Now things get to rebalance a bit. Exactly. Yeah. She's, she's kind of in here to like, 
take care of my friend while she's a single mom in med school, mm-hmm. you know, like that's kind of like one of their sole contracts. Um, I actually, so one of my, one of my crazy spiritual stories this week, like was with her yes, daughter. Like it was it. kind of, it was like very brief, but like, I had told you this story on Monday. <clears throat> I had had like an experience over the weekend and then I was starting to have like old memories coming up. Uh, ones that like weren't repressed, like they were conscious memories, but like, I don't think of them ever because there's no need to. And one of them was like, <clears throat> it was a story about Valentine's day in second grade. And like, there was this girl that I had this crush on and uh, her name was Robin. And like, I wanted to, like, I wanted to get her a special Valentine's day card, but like, I didn't want to tell her that I liked her. Cause Oh boy, like, I don't want to, I don't want to take a swing like that. So I like devised a plan where I was going to make the R in her name, like extra special. I like did a little swirly at the end of the R. My mom was like, you do it, sweetie, you know, whatever. So I did that. And I'm sure the girl didn't even notice that I did that. You know, like there's, I'm sure there's, yeah. to this day, she had no idea I had a crush on her. Um, <laughs> and so I was telling you that story. And then I was on the way over to Sam's or on the way over to my friend's house to do this, uh, to take care of her kids. And that was the last I talked about it. Like I sent you that message. I think I might've right. sent one of our other friends that message. Then I went, and I took care of the kids. And then the next day I come back to babysit again. And, uh, my friend's daughter goes like, like, you know, she has a, a different doll set up today. And she goes, guess what tomorrow is for my dolls. And I was like, I don't know, like whatever, whatever, whatever I'd said, um, poopy Tuesday or whatever, you know, whatever the <laughs> fuck I was just, I was being weird, you know, uh, taking care of little kids. And she goes, she goes like, no, 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 it's Valentine's day tomorrow for my dolls. You know, it's, you know, May right now. I'm like, Valentine's Day was three months ago, right? And I was like, no way. Like, oh man, like the romances are going to come out. Like, this is going to be so cool. Let's figure out like who wants to like, who likes who, like, who has a crush on who. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about it a few minutes later. I was like, oh shit, dude. Like I was just having- Just thinking about that. Valentine's yeah. Day yesterday. So the kid is like picking up on telepathic stuff already. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's sweet. Yeah. She's awesome. And no She's wonder you're in your life. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So no wonder you're in her life as well. So <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy being around those kids for sure. You get to receive that, but also like there's some energetic stuff that happens between you and her, and you know you both yeah, help each other's yeah, expansion. Them. It's really so. nice. Yeah, yeah. I I really I really I feel very fulfilled working with kids. Honestly, it's so it's like so so amazing. I had a story come up, so I'm going to share this as well. It's not spiritual at all, but it's about just like elementary school crushes. And so a similar thing, I was trying to be all special and like Neil, all bougie too. I was at the arcade and one of those games where like the light spins around the border Mm -hmm. of the machine and you stop Mm -hmm. it on the right thing and then you get win whatever that prize is. It's basically child prices, right? (laughs) Yeah, except way harder. (laughs) Way harder. Yeah, I spent way too much money on that machine at that point. I remember this. Uh. But um, I want a thing. And it was this watch. Boom. Watch pops out. Gorgeous. Really pretty watch. I think it was like a gold watch. And it Mm -hmm. was, I think it was actually a Valentine's Day thing now that I think about it. And I put it in her desk. All special. Away from everyone else. No one was there. Kind of like snuck in during a break and just popped it in there. Mm -hmm. And then we get back in. She's like, someone put this here. They left it here. And is it anyone's? And it turned into this whole thing. And I was just like face palming the whole time like oh my god oh my god oh my god you didn't oh put god, a note oh with god. it like you know whatever you're a kid love neil or I, I whatever like i did like but i can't remember i might maybe i was just too shy <laughs> I <laughs> that, get it, that, that's very likely actually i get so, it you know you know this whole thing and back in the day instead yeah. of being like you want to play on the playground tomorrow or like whatever you know <laughs> like just being like not even asking just being like here's the special r or like here's yeah and it's from me watch. you'll know <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh, it's oh, so man. cute though. 
it's adorable i'm bummed though because i'm like no like you should get credit for that like you should get credit for that like you know, super nice move S- solid move should you, know you know what your mistake Poorly was executed. you should have just put ceviche in her desk <laughs> just <laughs> ceviche and like loose tortilla chips in her desk <laughs> i uh ran for class president in i think like third or fourth grade mm-hmm and I, I was, I think about back on this a bunch of times. And it's like, I'm pretty sure I didn't really prep. Like I had a couple ideas and I just hopped on stage and my whole platform was around, I want Buffalo wings. I want Buffalo wings on pizza day. That's what we're going to do. Oh and like, God. I remember everyone like just cheering and roaring, <laughs> Neil, you know, fat Neil, boy Neil, Neil was so excited for this. And like the principal walks up and was like, remember, we're not making any promises. So thank you. Scoots me off stage. No budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Buffalo wings. Yeah. Buffalo wings. Fat boy wants Buffalo, Buffalo wings. wings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone's wearing the B-dubs crowns getting hyped. <laughs> Uh, story time's fun today. That's hilarious. So, yeah. so another thing that you and I were talking about was like you seeing this TCM doc, this traditional Chinese medicine doctor, um, about your shoulder and like some of the, some of the fun stuff that we were talking about that kind of riffed mm-hmm. off that, right? Asked you a question and you were like, I'm not going to answer that. Let's talk about it on the podcast. I didn't, that was like all I said. It was like a five second response. Like, oh, really good question. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in the pod. I'm not going to answer this. I was Bye. like, mm, that's fair. That's a good point. Like, we should do that. Yeah. So this was a cool experience. I've had um, a bunch, this is actually leading up to this, a bunch, a bunch of stuff around death and past lives. Mm -hmm. And it's really been coming up over the last few months of like, there's a fear that I really carry because of this. Mm -hmm. And I know like so much of my physical body issues that I have in this life are from that. Like I have Mm -hmm. some scap issues, you know about that. And that was from being Mm -hmm. stabbed in the past life. Um, and just a bunch of whole stuff. It's all super interconnected. Mm-hmm. And eventually I get on the table and he comes in and he's like, all right, let's do some energy healing. Um, and I had the needles placed in me. It was a beautiful session. And eventually he's like, okay, is there anything else you'd like to address right now? And my shoulder had just been twitching the whole time. And mm-hmm. I didn't know why. It was just like, all right, whatever, you know, the placements are for the needles. It's just making this twitch. Energy is flowing. I was like, all right, yeah, let's, let's heal the shoulder thing. And we drop in. And I start seeing all these different moments in this life where I have caused trauma to it. I see moments in mm. football, moments in training and CrossFit, boxing, whatever. And it's anytime I extend and reach out. Mm-hmm. And then we go in deeper. And I eventually start seeing this past life. And it's a sword fight and me and this other guy. And I reach out and dude slips it and then stabs me right in that point in my front delt where I, Oof, my where I feel it. Yeah. And basically I was a knight and I was leading, um, protecting our king or our castle or land, whatever. And um, I got stabbed and basically Mm -hmm. I ended up going home after that battle and just wanting to go back out there, want to go back out there, want to go back there. I need to fight. I need to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And he's like, can you just let yourself heal? (laughs) I was like, oh, you don't need to fight. Oh, shit. I don't need to fight. And I set that, set that intention. I was like, okay, I don't need to fight. I just need to heal. And I could feel the resistance. Like, I want to go back out there. Mm-hmm. And as I set that intention, then my wife pops into the scene and starts healing this. And then a little bit later, this kind of Merlin-like figure pops in and starts healing this and does some crazy stuff with it. And then eventually, basically, the king pops up and he's like, hey, we have been wanting to give this to you. You've been so busy. We haven't been able to. 
we wanted to thank you for protecting us. And, you know, we won the battle. We protected. Everything's good. Everything's great. Thanks to you. And just rags to riches, all these bags of gold and jewels and all these things. And I was able to receive. And that was the big thing Mm. here. And this is like, I've been so busy trying to fight and get stronger and get back out there when it wasn't even needed. The battle was done. And when I was able to slow down, all these things just came. I just Mm -hmm. need to switch my intention, allow it to come. And it was the coolest freaking moment. And yeah, it's interesting. It's like, it's kind of like that first reading that I ever gave you back in the day when I was real rough around the edges. And uh, it was like, uh, and you were wearing pimp hats and like almost every reading <laughs> oh, yeah. I gave you. Uh, <laughs> and in that reading, your guides were like, you need to drop more into your feminine. Mm-hmm. Like you need to drop more into your receivership. And it's mm-hmm. like a similar, it's just kind of a similar thing here. Mm-hmm. You know, drop back, you're, you've, you're doing work, drop into the receivership as often as you can. Yeah. And that's been such a theme for me over the last maybe year to year and a half is like really surrendering to and allowing myself to be in my feminine without any sort of resistance to it. And mm-hmm. really it's a surrender and embrace of it. And every time I do, my yeah. gifts open up, I receive things, things happen. I get into flow and yeah. the feminine is wild. My masculine becomes even more deep and embodied unintentionally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just, it's my greatest gift. Whenever I lose track of that is when things go south. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm in the same way. Usually when I, yeah. when I drop, <clears throat> out of my feminine, I'm one of those people who like, uh, there are, there are some people like one of my friends, for an example, who create balance in their life and their energies by like being really masculine on one end. And she's like very feminine, you know, lo- mm-hmm. loves makeup, loves to dress up like very beautiful woman. And then on the other end, like gym bro to the max, like right. the top of her fridge has like <laughs> five types of pre-workout and like protein. And like, she has four different types of protein bars in her you know, does she dry scoop pantry. and shotgun a C4 with she it? She absolutely has. And it was, she regretted it immediately. And we were both like, please don't do that. Like, oh, I'm going to hate so it. Bad and she did you. it. And she was like, oh, what's happening? I'm like, you just yeah. swallowed sand. It's what yeah. just happened. Uh, so she's a super bro. And she gets, she gets balanced by being at the extremes of both mm-hmm. ends. I'm somebody, and I'd say you are as well, who gets balanced by blending two things mm-hmm. and being a little bit more towards the middle. Like, yeah. Fully. You know, I'm, I love chopping wood, but I'm not the dude out there like wearing a flannel chopping wood and like working on like my, you know, 1985 Chevy pickup or whatever. Right? You know, I'm not, I'm not doing all that <laughs> kind of shit. Um, my masculine comes from like the dedication to the work that I do, you know, mm-hmm. the dedication of the people around me. And I'm also very, I have a very feminine like expression. Like I, you know, I dance a lot and I like shake my booty around and like, I, I get very, like I can get very flamboyant and, uh, I like to, whereas all of my friends in school grind, grind, grind until their hair starts to fall out a little bit, like literally, mm-hmm. like I <laughs> do the work that I know I need to do for the day. And then I chill and then I shut my brain off and it's like, okay, like I did the work time to receive the benefits of it. Um, and, uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but I guess what I was going to say is like the only time I ever drop out of my feminine is when I judge myself for not being masculine enough mm-hmm. is when I'm like, Oh, society wants me to be like Captain America. Like they want me to be like this stalwart fucking like hard dude all the time. And I will receive more benefits from life if I'm like the tough guy or whatever, you know? So I become more stoic and I drop out of my feminine and like everything starts mm-hmm. going wrong in my life. You know, <laughs> you become People, a wall and life becomes a wall back at you. Exactly. I start to get yeah. less happy. I have a less connection to spirit. Like the people around me start to feel like a little pushed away from me and like all that kind of stuff, you know? So yeah. the balance is super important. 
balance, balance, balance. I mean, we have two things we ever talk about, like feel the shit that's inside you and balance. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, straight up. For trues. Uh. <laughs> that's the thing about like talking about shit that's like what's true is always true kind of like stuff. It's like, well, you know, we're going to be kind of circling around the same teachings a lot of the time because they're not. And then we come in ever. and say, actually, it's on a spectrum. So <laughs> do what works for you and where you're at. <laughs> Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Everybody's but, journey is unique. <laughs> if you need if you need specific advice, please book a reading, you know, that kind of that kind of but thing. But it's true. It so is if true. you want specific yeah. advice, please book a reading. Zach and I are available. Yes. Info's in the little thing that you can press in, up and it shows all your info. Is it bio? Yeah. It's bio, right? In the bio. In the in my body odor? Info's in there. <laughs> it's in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in the gym bag. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. you so, had asked a really good question about that story too. So yeah, wanna... absolutely. So now, now that we're done with our departure from that, <laughs> uh, by the way, The Departed, such a good movie, right? Great movie, dude. Great movie. Great anyway, movie. God, Leo and Leo. You know, Jack Nick did so good. Anyway, <laughs> so my observation <laughs> of your story was like each time. So you were sitting in session, and each time you as Neil set an intention something started to move forward in the past life, right? And these were things that happened in the past life, uh, but you were granted access to the vision of it as you started to set the intention. Like, okay, I don't need to fight. I need to heal. And then, you know, you relax, you take a break, your shoulder starts to heal. Your, uh, your wife at the time comes and starts, you know, taking care of you. Gold starts coming to you. And then you said, I remember there was in the original story you told me, there were like two or three points where you had like set an intention and made a decision. Mm -hmm. Each time you did that, the story progressed. Like the first time it was like, you know, your wife did something. And then the second time it was like, um, the Merlin-esque figure came in and like, you know, ground up like deer antler into your, (laughs) into your wound, which, you know, has like GH in it, which I think is like super funny. That they were doing that even back then. That spirit telling me to have some HGH right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take take some deer spray under the tongue or whatever. Um, get some really long fingers and a real thick noggin. And uh, then the third thing, I think it was like after the king had passed away, and they had like you were saying, like they had no next of kin. So like there was an election, and you were kind of like elected as king or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and my observation was like, okay, each time you made a decision, something changed in this this past life, right? So. I wonder how much of our healing in a current life is due to the intentions set by future incarnations and past incarnations, right? Because time, right. time is only experienced on the earth plane, like in the higher planes, there is no time, like all of those things, all that karma exists at one time. Um, so theoretically, you know, if, if uh, one of my past lives from like a hundred years ago is struggling with some of the stuff that I'm struggling with right now, and they do some energy work on it, or they release it, or they take right. some karmic action against it or through it, then I'll experience benefits, right? You know, it's your, your, all of your incarnations are one being, um, the appendages of one being basically. So I was wondering, like, you know, I wonder how much of like your healing in this life comes from a future life or a past life. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I, what I was getting when you're sharing that is, you know, the majority of our healing work is, is karmic where these things from the past have occurred and where we're finding our balance from those moments. And then there's healing that's more future oriented. Um, And what I was getting was like, there's things where just like, okay, this happens. I know I need to do this. I know I need to do that. Or this just falls in my lap so beautifully. And it, it just, there's a flow to it almost. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, if one is the future self healing an old moment, 
it's like maybe like 30% of the healing is actually that, um, with that we experience in our lives. It's a smaller amount, but it feels very just like slap in the face out of the blue. And that's because it is, Mm -hmm. it's like the future self being like, Oh, I need to do this. Let's do this. And it wasn't quite planned for, it's not really in the soul plan. So you're just walking around on your day and all of a sudden, Oh, you hit in the face and I'm healing this thing. Or it is, you know, or it kind of is, but it's just not like, uh, it's not anything that you have to do. Like Mm -hmm. as you, you know, you're kind of walking around your future self or your past self Mm -hmm. does something. And then like, you know, one day you wake up and you're like, Oh, like I feel a lot less attached to that pattern that I've been living out you know, randomly. Yeah. And yeah, and some of these things are really planned out through the lifetimes, through to those future lifetimes. Mm-hmm. But what I'm picking up is like, there's a level of, of like a free will healing in this. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to choose to heal this thing. It's not quite in the plan just yet, but like, I want to do this. I'm going to. And then Kareem uses like, oh man. <laughs> okay. What I'm getting to is that like, not all the time, but like uh, many times astrology can play a role in this too. I mean, like, I know mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like on it, on like a, a, this timeline type of thing. Like, you know, when the planets align in a certain areas, like you get different energies on the planet that are good for some things and, you know, mm-hmm. bad for others or whatever, quote unquote. But there are also um, moments where like in a past life, if the planets align <clears throat> exactly the way that they're aligning in a certain time in your current life, the energy work can transmit through the planetary bodies through time yeah. um, is what I'm getting like intuitively from that as well. So like, some of these, you know, some of these different trends where like, oh yeah, well you're transiting this, this and that, like, you know, this, this might be happening for you. And it's like, yeah, well, part of that is like also that your past self or your future self are like setting or like sending intent and like doing healing work. And it's being amplified through time by like the alignment of the planets because they're exact. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a, okay. So part two of that as well, this is more about the present self than it is about the past and future, but it's like, there's these little markers whenever the planets align in these ways, it's just the opportunity now presents this thing is coming up. Would you like to work on this higher mm-hmm. self and guides are like, yeah, okay, we can do this right now. Let's do it. It wasn't quite in the plans, but this is an opportunity too. You've been struggling with these things. Maybe this life was a little extra difficult more than we had anticipated. So let's do this right now to make it easier. Well, you know, the thing about like the, it's not in the plan. Like, I, I don't know if that's necessarily like a hundred percent. Like I, I hear, I think what you're, mm-hmm. what you're saying, if I'm, if I'm hearing it right, is like, it's not like a hard planned thing. Like, okay, on May yeah. 12th, like this is going to happen. But like the thing that you're working on is planned to be taken care of. And there are like different points in your life where there might be many different points in your life where like, that's an option for something to work on and like certain astrological uh, happenings, I guess, are some of those opportunity points, right? So it's like, okay, you know, it, this might not be like, okay, you're fated to, to end this karmic pattern on this day. Sometimes that happens. But right. like what you're talking about is like the incremental healings that happen where it's like, okay, this is coming. We have an opportunity. We knew this opportunity was going to come up. Like, you know, we already know all the astrology in the higher planes kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting from that. So like yes. it's like a yes and basically. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes and. and. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, right. There's, we have these hard things that we have planned out in our lives and how that happens, right. That's just up to life and how things Mm -hmm. play out. And then it's like the yes. And now there's these kind of unwritten things. There's like, this could happen. You have the possibility for this. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. rest is still unwritten. It's softly (laughs) written. It's, it's It's softly written in in pencil rather than ink. 
Yeah. And it's like, okay, this could be this and this and this. Okay. This came up. All right, let's do this thing. Like it wasn't really hardly, you know, like you're not in the schedule, but we could write you in. And that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. That's fair. Like we have an opening, like we knew yeah. this could come up. Here we are. Yeah. yeah. But there are some that were completely oh, unplanned for too. And that's like the. <laughs> I fucking love that no song. No one else. No one else. Or is that the right word? Feel the rain on your oh, skin. skin. <laughs> <laughs> Treat yourself with words unspoken. Yeah. Yeah. Live your life with arms wide open. Mm-hmm. Today is where Today. your book begins. What? It's still unwritten. <laughs> Love it. Yum. Yes. <laughs> I think that's where we stop today. Oh, that's fine. I'm cool. Because the rest of this podcast is still unwritten. So <laughs> the rest is still unwritten. That's what she was talking about. Mm. It wasn't planned, but we but she knew it could come up. <laughs> All right. That was good. That was fun. We had beautiful tangents, and I hope everyone enjoyed them. Mm. And the singing. We sang twice this episode. That's a big deal. I know. That's a that's a that's a that's record a for us. Yeah. That's a high score. High score. <laughs> All right, everyone, go get your high score. Neil and Zach love you. So, bye.